0: Black Hollywood Live fans. Today on Justice, we're talking a big Bill Cosby update and the return of private prisons. That and more on Justice is Served.
1: You are tuned into Black Hollywood Live. Justice is Served.
0: Oh. oh, man. What a good song for the return yeah. of private prisons. <laughs> Well done, Yummy, for the song selection. Thank you for joining us. My name is Chelsea Galicia. You have tuned in to Justice is Served on Black Hollywood Live, where we cover the latest in legal news every single week. Um, I am joined by my fabulous co-host at Yum Yums, whose name is Yemi Abayami. And uh, it just occurred to me because we just asked what your Twitter was, and I that was what stuck in my head. And I often confuse Shaka for his Twitter handle. The Twitter handle is Shaka Strong, but his Name is Shaka Smith. Away- Promise I'll be able to keep it straight. We are a panel of lawyers talking about the legal stories that we've found in the news that we thought would be relevant to you all. I have thought that this Bill Cosby thing, like, needed to go somewhere fast. Mm. Uh, fast is not going to happen, but we did Mm. have a major update and I think if it wasn't for all the political news, this probably would have gotten more attention. That's why I thought we should start here. I mean, we have covered Bill Cosby on the show since like the day I started two years (laughs) ago, two, it's almost like two and a half years ago. Um, and, and we're now we're talking about the criminal case. There's only one criminal case against him. It's in the state of Pennsylvania. And the district attorney in that case wanted to present 14 other alleged victims. Yeah. And I loved this story because it took me back to, like, you know, week one of CRIM PRO, pro, um, where they say that in terms of presenting evidence in court, you can't present evidence of a person's prior bad acts.
1: Yeah, typically you can't, but we know if it's, like, modus operandi, then you can if it's a particular way of... uh, doing things
0: showing a pattern uh, showing that something wasn't a mistake
1: and we know that he typically likes to use these quaaludes or these other drugs knock them out and the victims seem to have the same story um, throughout so
2: so, so DA wants fourteen, right? And so the judge said, "No, we'll give you one one witness." And yeah. I think that's you know kind of consistent um, with other jurisdictions where you don't want to have all thirteen people saying the same thing because mm-hmm. that might be somewhat prejudicial. Somewhat the, is probably <laughs> a <presentation>. safe word. <laughs> yeah. it, it might be too too prejudicial to the uh, to the defendant, but you can one person, two person, two people, three might be sufficient to establish the pattern that that Shaka referenced. So there is
0: yeah. one. Uh, I'm using air quotes because we don't know for sure, When I was going to call her a victim. Her name is Casey. She was an assistant to Cosby's former agent um, and worked at William Morris in the 90s. And I was interested, and I didn't see the answer to this, but why she, of all of the victims, was the one selected.
1: Do well, you guys have any she, ideas? Yeah, it seems like she might have been the most recent.
0: Ah. I figured perhaps maybe it was this the, her version of events was most closely similar to Andrea Constant, the victim in the criminal assault case. And so yeah. perhaps that was why she was selected. Because I think I,
1: the details are typically the same i mean it ha- he hasn't really changed amongst all these different
2: well right i yeah. think the details are going to be pretty similar in each of the cases but i think it's a mixture of things one i'm sure it probably does have to do with the similarities um between the two events uh, and the fact coupled with the fact that hers was so recent it seemed she, maybe she was just the most appropriate person to uh, include so how
0: big of a factor do you think that's going to play on a jury
1: I think it's big because, you you know, you could request a jury instruction that, you know, the jury cannot consider anything that they've heard outside the jury courtroom or, you know, they can't consider evidence of any prior bad acts, but now they don't have that instruction. Um, You're going to actually get to hear what you know the sort of modus operandi of Mr. Cosby so i think it's going to have a very powerful impact on the jury
2: and i think just by virtue of being a human being the moment that you have one person claiming something and then you have a second person yeah. claiming something similar regardless yeah. of whether it's an assault case or whether it's a pattern of you know oh you you know stealing candy out of a candy jar I think you're just more inclined to believe that the first instance is, or that the second instance is true once you know that there was a prior instance, so I think it'll yeah. have a, a pretty strong impact. I but mean, I, th- I think that
0: uh, for as many victims as there allegedly are, one seems so limiting. Like, yeah, that's a big deal. That yeah. the judge allowed any, it's, I foresaw that, that coming, yeah. at least one, but I don't know three sounds about, I mean, aren't there, yeah. there really is like 50 of them out there? Well, there, I, might,
1: there might be the reliability of time. I don't know how far the other people were. I don't know if they yeah. were the 80s or the 60s or the 70s. You know, I mean, I, like, I, I, although
2: I wonder how difficult it would be, be to find, I mean, there are so many women, I can't imagine that they, they would be it so would difficult to find someone some, somewhat recent, but I agree with you in terms of if the exception Uh, To allowing this type of evidence is relies on the fact that, like, we're trying to establish a pattern of operation. I don't know that one person is enough to establish 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 that pattern. Yeah, Yeah. and so
0: that's not fair. And then on the other side, you're Bill Cosby and you're like, all these 14 women are liars. Well, but that's up to a jury to to decide if they're liars. So I think the judge erred in restricting it to one. I think uh, I don't know I mean, about all
1: I, dozen yeah, plus, yeah. but I think some, there's a moment you get like two prejudicial versus mm-hmm. probative, and so you know just. But how do you set people, a pattern
0: with just one other person?
1: Because you 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 say, look, it's happened before, and here's what took place. You know, I, I think it sets enough pattern in the jury's mind to go, he likely did this. Um, I think two or three really bring them the point, but I, I, it might be negligible at that. At it's that a balancing stage, yeah. act
2: at the end of the day because you do want this individual, if they are going to be convicted, you want it to be you want them to be convicted based on today's crime, the crime at yeah. hand, not based on previous instances. And in this case, you know, keep in mind he's not been convicted of assault anywhere. It's not it's yeah. not like, you know, this person is is testifying that he was convicted in a prior case. It was it was just an accusation. Um and under Pennsylvania jury, law, that's that they're allowed to bring in accusations. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that the, the, the defendant was convicted, convicted yeah. of the And I think Constant
1: of, was of what, crime. in two thousand five? A while ago, yeah. Yeah, so I think the reliability of bringing someone from the 70s now to to attest to the pattern in 05 or, you know, so much more recently, I think that's a little bit dubious. Um, But again, I think the Cosby lawyers are playing delay, delay, delay. So Mm -hmm. if they let all 14 on, I I don't think anybody would testify. He
0: he was, like, arrested for this in, like, December of 2015, right?
1: yeah, and so now they're trying to, it looks like they're trying to bring in a, an outside jury, because I know they wanted to change the venue, um, which I believe was denied, but now they're trying to bring in an outside importing jury. They're people yeah. to,
2: to Pennsylvania. Which, we
1: remember... Although, um, who,
2: who, who hasn't? I mean, you're not <laughs> going to find... T- uh, yeah, <laughs> how are you going to find any juror who's not already kind of had their minds tainted by the, the news coverage? I'm like, yeah. good luck to these guys, but... Yeah.
1: Who well, knows? and yeah.
0: hopefully, if they don't delay too much further in July, which will probably be here in the blink of an eye, since it's already March, <laughs> we were already coming yeah. to, commenting on that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll start to actually get into an, a real life trial in July.
1: Yeah,
0: hopefully, that of this should year, be interesting, twenty seventeen. Okay, and this this story. This is so bad. This just goes to my state of mind. I read this um, this headline. Officer arrested in you know murder of unarmed man, and my first thought was, oh good, at least he was charged, right? Like that's the standard. Like, yeah, I- it's
1: now good. That, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, right, I yeah.
0: have really, I I don't know what that says about me or my mindset, <laughs> but that I went straight to, oh well, at least he was charged. Well,
1: well, I think that that is. The good part about it is that, oh. you know, that's what kind of gives us a sense of justice that things are taking place, you know? I think that's why we have the Black Lives Matter, you know? The standard, <laughs> of,
0: the standard of feeling like justice is served yeah. is dropped so far low that yeah. we're, oh, at least he was arrested for it. So this is the case of, of a man named Chad Robertson. He's He was 25 years old. He was on an Amtrak train on his way home from a wedding in Memphis with some friends when he was shot by an officer. It doesn't seem... Very obvious as to why there was some yeah, the sort of were very some sort here. of confrontation, but it didn't look like there was anything threatening. No weapons. It didn't seem like some chaotic scene. It seemed, from what I read, that the officer like knelt down and announced, "This is a gun. I'm going to shoot." Yeah, it escalated
2: yeah. really, really quickly. Okay. He was uh, on a stopover from a, the wedding in Memphis. He was going to I think, Minneapolis, and they had a stopover. Uh, in Chicago, and apparently him and his friends had been smoking outside. Officers approached him and...
1: Marijuana. Yes. At this point, it's like, who the heck cares?
2: (laughs) Smoking I guess Jeff (laughs) Sessions does, but that's another story. (laughs) Officers approached him, you know, told him to put it out, told the three of them to put it out. They put it out. You know, kind of scene ends. They carry on uh, their business. Uh, Then the officers approached them a second time um, asking to kind of search their belongings, and that's when I, I guess things kind of escalated very, very quickly. Uh, they refused. This, this individual, uh, Chad Robertson, denied um, him to allow him to search his belongings. Which you're yeah. allowed to do. Yeah. But he took off running, and when he took off running, the officer shot allegedly, at him. Yeah, it's knelt like a Walter down, Scott situation. <laughs> yeah. Knelt down. And you know, unholster. Yeah. That, that, that's what. Um, Robertson's family's lawyers are saying is that he was very calm about it, took his time, knelt down, aimed, didn't give any command or warning. Which clearly sounds
0: to me like he wasn't in danger, didn't feel endangered for his life or the life of somebody else if he was so calm and methodical about it. The
2: lawyer is... Well, I don't want to... The the, the lawyer for the officer is saying that... (laughs) his partner had also patted down one of the friends and felt I mean it was kind of, I mean we've all heard the story before, felt felt something that felt like a gun. But if it felt like a gun then you are able to
0: take it out of the pocket and see if it is a gun. So that is BS.
2: And he, well, he, he, so he felt that, you know, the officer had felt that he, sorry, this is the partner of the officer. The partner felt like he felt a gun. and Meanwhile, this guy has run off. He says he thought he saw him turn around and reach for a gun. He was in fear of his life. The usual. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: so the officer shoots um, Chad Robertson in the back, yeah. and he becomes a quadriplegic and dies nice. days later. Mm-hmm. I mean... So tragic.
1: And I, I didn't even know the authority of transit police. I didn't, I didn't realize that they had guns or were armed and, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, Oscar Grant. That's the story where I learned that. Um, <laughs> right? Um, so this is, um, you know, kind of at least he was, he's been charged. Um, there was no gun found on Chad Robertson. And they did find an insignificant amount of marijuana on him. I cannot believe somebody died over this. And he, yeah. had, he had
2: no criminal history. He yeah. had two children. He had a family. So it is um, it is very unfortunate. Apparently, there are recordings at the station of what happened, but Amtrak has declined to release them.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't see that. So, yeah, that's, uh, hm. Well, let's add in with the, um, the story that I just recently found. This one is, like, going to make you cringe, Um, If it doesn't make you cry first. Um, This is the case of um, what is this guy, John Howard. A judge decided that he didn't need any jail time for assaulting a mentally handicapped um, black teammate on his football team. This was a, a high school player. Like what he did is almost so heinous. I'm like, I can't even say it. But it involves a hanger his rectum, and kicking the hanger into it. And this kid, 19 years old, um, basically has gotten away with probation and...
1: For a felony charge. It's a a
0: Brock Turner situation. Well, I guess Brock at least got some Some jail jail time. time. I I mean, I just... I, I don't even know... I mean, there were other worse parts about this. First of all, the judge said this was not race-related at all. When they were
1: calling him racial slurs, fried well, chicken were... and <laughs> grape soda, but that yeah. they didn't and the judge said, judge says
0: nobody thinks that those are racial slurs. Yeah, I don't.
1: <laughs> that was dumbfounded when I read that.
2: And then, uh... I mean, that's willful blindness, is what it is. Yeah. he knows exactly what they're alluding to when you call a black person fried chicken or watermelon or right. grape soda. Yeah. And then know what that implies. The other thing that
0: had gotten knocked down was that the sexual assault charge had been removed that the judge felt that this was not a sex crime.
2: Yeah, yeah, that I didn't understand, and maybe I need to read more into um, state law regarding that because uh, it wasn't yeah. considered sexual assault, Which and I'm I like, thought what, 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 what is?
1: But I think the judge's theory was that when he kicked the hanger, it wasn't with the intent of going in the rectum. That he may have kicked in that area, not even realizing a hanger was there. That's what
0: the defense was. Yeah. If that is your defense, oh dear God, you are yeah. really I can't reaching. even uh, yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And but not reaching because it looks like the judge bought it.
0: I so. I don't. I don't think he bought it. I just think he was looking for any reason to not convict. I mean, it lo- sounds like this town is really small. The town had like 300-some-odd people.
1: We do have to mention the May 16th recording. What was May 16th? Yeah, that um, was weird. So there was a recording where it looks like the teammates and the coaches um, recorded this teammate. and The victim. Who was
2: mentally Mentally dis- dis- yeah, disabled. handicapped. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they got him to basically say that nothing really happened, and he wanted them to all be friends. And you know that
2: he lied. He made he it up. That so his parents had been pressuring him. Yeah, for because this ten they wanted, million dollars. Yes.
1: And so, so he says that, but now it looks like their retort is that his teammates and the coach took advantage of this guy because of his mental handicap, um, because of his mental disability. And
0: we're telling him, hey, we're we'll all love friends. You. We want like to friends. Yeah. yeah. This is just so sad. So a it
1: does, story. It's really difficult to know how much the judge considered that tape as well. And I think that may have had something to do with. But,
2: but if that, he, no, 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 that entered, doesn't. Well, the, the guy he that's he, enter, he entered. Well, he, either I mean, he entered a, a guilty plea. Anyhow, so yeah, yeah. Guilty of is, uh, in, injury of a child was was felony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. injury of a child ra, 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 rather so than if, sexual assault. So, so, so if so. that was his defense,
0: that he didn't, you know, he didn't mean to ki- Whatever that that just.
1: But he, but it doesn't te- belong anywhere. But technically, wasn't an Alfred it's plea. It's an Alfred
0: ple- so, uh, plea. So
1: you're kind of pleading guilty, but not guilty. It's like
0: no contest. Exactly.
1: So, to, but so, so nobody us-
2: disputes that the incident occurred. Right. Nobody no one disputes, disputes that, that, that it occurred. No one disputes that, a foot that he kicked made he contact kicked with a hanger that him.
1: went further into his rectum, but whether or not he was kicking for a hanger or kicking in general.
0: I mean, how would you just randomly be kicking an area and like, oops, I didn't oh, know and a and it.
1: Even, I think it's And I didn't, ridiculous, see, but, the, and I didn't yeah. see the
0: hanger yeah. in there and... Yeah. I think it's
1: a ridiculous Ugh. defense, but that's what the judge bought.
0: Um,
2: I mean... It, Okay. I mean, ugh, I don't even <laughs> <laughs> It just it just seems so intentional because yeah. you know they 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 brought the guy over said let me give you a hug. The way I read that was yeah. maybe that, that they were hugging him and holding him in place. So, Someone wow. yes. inserted because obviously a hanger is not going to just kind of yeah. find its way in there. It seemed very very uh, intentional and that th- this might yeah. have been kind of like so a So we had the group. first person
1: insert the hanger and then the, and this guy went and kicked it.
2: Yeah. Knowing full well what was where and... Yeah. Unreal. Know, I mean, I,
0: I I don't even know what to say about this, except yeah, the fact that justice was definitely not served.
1: But the good part, this was a state case and looks like they're pursuing this on a federal level as well. And,
2: and, yeah. the, and, the, and the parents have a, um, a civil suit, I yeah. believe,
1: as well. Okay,
2: so. so We'll see what happens. They and so the then when, is, when people lower.
0: say, oh, you know, all these people, you know, suing for money, everything's just about money. It's like, well, when you can't
2: get a reasonable sense of justice from the criminal courts...
0: The, the only
1: thing where you got go? to
0: go yeah. yeah
2: and now he's living in an assisted living home apparently he's tried to commit suicide multiple times the victim mm-hmm. oh god Okay. So
0: here's more terrible news while we're on a roll. Yeah. We were all excited a couple months ago when President Obama and the Department of Justice announced that they were going to roll back their involvement with private prisons, that they were not going to renew the contracts they had with these private prisons, yeah. and it's a celebration around here. Yeah, and it was
1: great. It was largely a symbolic move, but it was going to kind of ish like kind of show the states that this is where things are moving.
0: Right. And it made sense because the number of prisoners that we needed to house was going way down anyway. And hopefully we thought, okay, maybe now we're going to turn a new page and we're going to stop, you know, this mass incarceration movement and things are on the up and up. We had I um, oops, sorry. I thought for sure that things like Or shows like Orange is the New Black and 13th and those kinds of things that show the problems of mass incarceration and private prisons and the whole thing was somehow weighing on the public consciousness and that had shown up in our politics. And then now Jeff Sessions is like, no, no, we need those because apparently we're going to we're in for a crackdown and we need more bed space. Did that make sense to you?
1: Uh, It it actually did make sense to me. You said did or didn't? It did. It made complete sense to me because I do think Jeff Sessions is going to (laughs) try to to go for some sort of crackdown and put as many people in prison as he possibly can. I mean, they were
0: insinuating that they're going to crack down on marijuana.
1: Yeah. And so I do, think waste. That, and I think it's going to be very purposeful to put that money back into these private prison groups because we know that these groups have donated tons of money to um, Donald Trump's campaign. There's two
0: main ones, yeah. and we talked about one of them, and I thought it was interesting that they had changed their names. Of course, yeah, CCA, after that yeah. After that, Correction X-Z. Corporation of America CCA. became Core Civic.
1: Yeah, they've what a nice so much euphemism. flack. You know, so CCA was like really synonymous with just badness, and so they just tried to change their name and,
2: and, and the geo the group, cor- like the yeah. corrections reference and the prison references. Yeah core civic they're a very yeah. civic minded uh so these two groups that, that
1: donated money you know obviously their stocks went through the roof you know upon sessions announcement you yeah. know after just, ba-
2: after after dropping yeah. from obama's Obama, announcement yeah, yeah.
1: so it, it makes sense what they're doing it's just you know we need to hold them to account because the board of prison still um, makes the decisions regarding who to place where yeah um so as people that you know vote we need to like Talk to the Board of Prisons and write into the Board of Prisons and make sure they're not making decisions that are deleterious for our prisoners.
0: Yeah, because otherwise, the only people sort of lobbying for the cause are these private prisons who stand to make a whole lot of money yeah. on this. Okay. Even when we know, you know, the um, interim Attorney General Sally Yates had issued a report that said that privately run prisons were more dangerous. They have more safety and Important security, and so- yeah. Yeah, so we we talked about a an article where somebody, a, a reporter, went undercover as a corrections officer, told us what the conditions were like. And so all the signs were like mm-hmm. we're moving in the right direction, and for this to happen was such a frickin' bummer.
1: And we have prisoners that have died in these private prisons. We have correctional officers that have died during riots in the mm-hmm. in the private prison. So it, it, there's certainly no great case for why they're better. Um, it seems, in fact, they're far worse.
0: Yeah, but I guess they're— Going to be here to stay, unless enough of us know about it and and care about yeah. it. And I don't know how how much our voices can overcome all the. I'm sure it's Financial millions of incentives. dollars. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and oh. then it's well, it's also challenging given that the people most impacted by uh, these types of um, changes are people behind bars who have limited right. yeah, And can't can't like we talked about it, was that last uh, week? How we talked about Van Jones in
0: his article yeah. in Vanity Fair. It was saying that the reason that voter suppression is now the form of convict a young black man of a felony and yeah. remove his ability to
1: vote. For life.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shall we do one more crappy one?
1: Yeah. Why not? At least
0: this one <laughs> the, at least this one isn't a law yet. But what—I mean, I guess I can't be too surprised about what's going on in Oklahoma. I've never been there. I don't mean to speak badly about them, (laughs) but— And and some people are like— yeah, this is this 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 just feels like I'm talking about a different country. But what's going on in Oklahoma is that the Republican representative Justin Humphrey sponsored a bill requiring women to get the written informed consent of the father of the fetus before the woman is allowed to terminate her pregnancy.
2: And also and give the identi- and, <laughs> give, and, and give the identity of the father as well. Yes.
0: Okay. So trying to leave politics out of this, <laughs> trying attempting. Valiant efforts here. Let's talk about how constitutional this is.
1: Well, it, it, it's not very constitutional, but Not like, very. Well, <laughs> but what I will say is I, I get it in the sense of if we have this law, maybe people will think before they make poor decisions. So, you know, if I know that I'm going to have to get the written consent of the father and also disclose the name of the father to my doctor, that that, pro- that might make me think twice. You know
0: what it makes me think? I'm like, okay, now yeah. I think we need written, signed consent. A man is responsible for getting that before he sleeps with a woman.
1: I think that's even better. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, I get why the... He thought- signs,
0: like, I will uh, oh, yeah. provide this much child support for 18 years if I accidentally knock you up. I mean, like, this, this should be a two-way street. But what I'm proposing but- is straight-up ridiculous, but it only I, sounds sensible sounds, in light of this bill. Well,
1: I, I, I like the where the policy prescription was coming from in that sense, but again, it's not constitutional because it, okay. when you think about what it does in the post-sense, once you are pregnant, now it takes away the woman's right to her body. And so... Well,
0: he's saying that the woman... This is not a right to her body. This is this is a quote because I, I, I just... I can't even... Um, Comprehend this enough to be able to put it into my own words, and the and the real words are just so great. Here's what he says: I believe this is the the uh, Congress the the representative who wrote this bill. I believe one of the breakdowns in our society is that we have excluded the man out of all these types of decisions. <laughs> Shaka, you got an opinion on that?
1: It, I get where it's coming oh, from. Oh,
0: that's really nice of you. However,
1: idea. I don't agree with it. Okay, but I, good. But I understand. He said,
0: <laughs> I understand that they feel that it is their body. I feel like it is a separate, what I call them is you're a host. And meaning that. <laughs> Why are you nodding? Why are you nodding? That, that women, it's not really their body, they're just a host.
1: <laughs> I, didn't realize, I forgot to I say the host part. I thought I How could you forget that?
2: How could and you forget this, that part? And you know when you <laughs> enter into remember.
0: a relationship, you're going to be that host. And so if you pre know that, then take all precautions and don't get pregnant. So, okay, okay, I can, I can agree like, with this. Like a Is the state of Oklahoma handing out birth control for free to men and to women? If they're not...
1: Mm. I mean I understand the sensibility of what he says but you know how we talk about white privilege I think this is what we call like male privilege so you know we as males may not necessarily understand or fully inhabit this idea of having a body that you can control and and I think that's where this guy's coming from he, he he's really speaking from a point of male privilege not understanding the autonomy that a woman should have over her body yeah
0: so apparent so he says so that's where I'm at. I'm like, hey, your body is your body and be responsible with it. But after you're irresponsible, then don't claim, well, I can just go and do this with another body when you're the host and you invited that in. So, <laughs> so once okay, you, this you is know. really frightening. There are a lot of people, I'm assuming, who voted for this guy. I mean, either he hid this kind of thinking when he was running or he was open with it and people agree with it. Well, I think there's a I logic, think in Oklahoma, yeah. probably. Well, there's
1: a logic behind what he's saying that does not actually address the real world circumstance of what takes place and has
0: mean? and is really incompatible with the Constitution. Yeah, I understand absolutely. people don't like abortion. I don't. I don't know people who are fans of abortion. Even um, Margaret Sanger, who you know helped sort of start Planned Parenthood, wasn't like a fan of abortion.
2: But it yeah. was. It, it's. It's.
0: But um, she you know, wasn't a fan of, like, yeah.
2: violating constitutional rights yeah, exactly. to, to yeah. support that. So you know, the, you can you can have yeah. other means, whether it's, you know, education, about, you know, sexual Access education. Access to birth control. Yeah. Right. And and so so
0: nobody likes it, but we've got to deal with the Constitution still anyway, even if you don't like it.
1: Exactly. So even when we talk about the logic of it, we have to say, look, the 14th Amendment says you cannot take life liberty um, from from anybody without due process. And so, what this does is infringes on, upon the um, a woman's liberty over her own body without due process. And so, when you have these restrictions, whether it be restrictions on you know where you can get an abortion or how it can be performed, that's where they have to do a balancing test. And here, this to me falls way too far. So and me- what's
2: interesting is that at the the end result is that it puts the power in the hands of. One, the husband, and the state over this woman who now the has husband. no... The husband, you're
1: so kind yeah. to assume
0: that it's a husband. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the father, and uh, the state, and now the woman has, uh, has literally no control whatsoever. I mean, literally, they are the ones holding the... Yeah. Keys. Okay, so let's just let's let's assume that we have a listener
0: from Oklahoma who, or from somewhere else who believes this, and they say, "Shaka, I hear you saying about this like Fourteenth Amendment due process. What about the baby's due process to have its um, right to to life with or without due process? I mean, it's it's getting it has no due process when it's aborted. What's the constitutional response to that?"
1: Well, then we talk about where does life begin and, you know, and so I, what is it, we're on the 20th week. We have these certain rules that say, here's where you can have an abortion and where you can't. And that's another debate in of itself. You know, we, we know we tried to have the heartbeat rule. That's been argued to have when the baby first has a heartbeat. That's when that begins.
0: It's really early. And, so, and yeah. so that didn't fly.
1: Yeah, so that's And that's going to always be subject to debate. And I think that is kind of where you're going to see this administration move towards. You're not going to try to overturn Roe v. Wade, but I think you're going to see them try to put a lot of restrictions on abortion that essentially make it illegal.
0: And okay, uh, Okay, I just hope they get really generous with birth control at the same time.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, it looks like we're getting the right result in this particular case in Oklahoma. They're not moving forward with this bill, and so uh, it, you know, the public really has to uh, be vigilant here. <laughs> no, think? but uh, well, I was going
2: to say yes. Fortunately, there was a large out. Uh, or sorry, I might be mixing this up. Yeah, with that. it's
0: in the it's I'm in mixing. the other it's in the Arizona okay. one that that was the one that got protested. I, be, I this Oklahoma one. Who knows what's going to happen to it? This okay. other case.
1: Oh, so Oklahoma is moving forward.
0: That's as far as I can tell. I didn't see. Um, that they were going back on that. The 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 other case and why it's a little confusing is because we have another uh, bill that looks really interesting. <laughs> that was proposed in the state of Arizona that if you plan, if you are an organizer of a protest oh, that's not what is. and in and there are any violence or damage caused from, by that protest, the organizer will be held liable even if the damage was caused by the work of an opposing group holy moly like the it's like i i it, i to, to try and explain how far this causal connection is allowed to be yeah. is un this does not exist in the law i mean it reminds me back again to law school that paul's graph case remember the the uh, an explosion on the train tracks yeah. and like something happens like way down the line yeah. and like how can you sue somebody for something that was like so tenuously connected like that the person who set off who who slipped and caused the fireworks to go off and then the package to fall all these cars down. Like, how responsible can you hold somebody who couldn't foresee that something would happen?
1: Well, we do have, like, the doctrine of responde Superior where, you know, your employer's responsible for bad acts of the employee if they're kind of within the scope of employment. So, for me, this if they had said you were inciting violence, you, you called for a protest that specifically incited violence, and then you're then responsible for... The outcomes of any damage of that violence, regardless of which side it comes from, that would make a little bit more sense. But, but it, would, it just, just protests a protest, in general. Yeah. So like, you're really chilling free speech and you're making people well, liable. That for, was the yeah. problem.
0: It was such a clear free speech violation. Yeah. And like, how can you hold somebody responsible for something that they're not directly yeah. responsible, responsible. And for? Well, I don't
1: understand why they don't consult maybe an attorney. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you add well, in? Well, most
0: politicians <laughs> are assumed to be attorneys, attorney. yeah. but somehow every Republican. In, in Arizona Congress uh, politics was for this bill. And it was only after there was public outcry about the chill on free speech yeah. that they decided, oh, yeah, maybe right. not. Um, I
1: think if, you, you, if they would have added some provision that outlined if you were inciting a violent protest and what that element of violence means, I think the bill would have been fine. So it's just curious to me they didn't kind of go that route.
2: It's just, just like, like he, super
1: broad. It's at just at the like the they yeah. can
0: place like a lien on your
1: your home. Home car yeah. whatever yeah. asset. Just for planning a protest, just for speaking out, yeah.
0: That is insane. But
1: that one's not moving forward. That one's not yeah, unfortunately.
0: I, I can't believe was... we are right next door to that state. I mean, I just
1: Whoa. Whoa, whoa. I think whoa. what
0: was
2: it, the, the the House speaker that said that, you know, we're not even gonna take this up. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Number one. Uh, and number two, there's so much outcry we're not even going to like it's not he's I think he even mentioned it's not even about like I about wonder legality, if the people who out, it's about who, who spoke, spoke the out or got there of it all. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I mean I guess it goes to show that when there is enough public outcry, even the craziest among our politicians will have to listen. Okay, and finally, man, this was this was not a, a great day in the law for me. But Shaka, I think, likes this one. This oh, yeah. one's this one's Shaka's "I Told You So" moment well, well, of I the love day. He loves free
1: speech, right? Yeah, he
0: loves free speech, <laughs> and because of that, he is happy that a judge has ruled against the the law that would force, essentially, IMDb to remove people's ages when they ask for it to be removed. Mm-hmm. We have followed this from the beginning when it was first passed here in California, and we speculated about what would happen to this. And so far, shock is on the right side of the law.
1: Well yeah. So really, this law was intended to prevent age discrimination in the, industry, um, in the entertainment industry, and there are many protections in different industries against age discrimination. But the question is whether or not this would actually help. Um, how many you know how many people are being discriminated based on age because someone went and saw the i m d b page and saw an age there um i think it 's probably very few if really quantifiable at all uh so i think but
0: the union felt so strongly that it made it feel like it does have a big impact
1: uh, and that was the union 's position, but <laughs> it continues <laughs> to be so like they
2: yeah. i i I feel like they you know they saw i m d b as as a um, as a hindrance to their goals of, you know, kind of more inclusion and less less uh, age discrimination, yeah. um, but I think you know you're right that maybe it's it's not just IMDb. I mean there there have to be other less restrictive ways ways that don't necessarily impinge on free speech uh, to get at your greater goal of exactly. reducing discrimination and that this just wasn't and so just, the way to do it
1: Yeah, just because there's some connection at all does it mean that's the way you should go it's got to be it's got to be least restrictive means to get there
0: well that it is interesting they said that so the federal judge for now has just granted an injunction so basically, it's like frozen. Which
1: was good, because IMDb refused to comply. So. Right.
0: And in the decision, the judge wrote some pretty strong language. It's difficult to imagine how the bill or how the law could not violate the First Amendment. he says the statute prevents IMDb from publishing factual information. Mm-hmm. But we've talked on the show before about how I think not all factual information is information that is for the public's consumption. And and, And the most common example I can think of is, like, your health history. Even though there are facts that you've been diagnosed with certain things, that shouldn't be allowed to just be on the Internet.
2: Their argument was that you're imposing liability on me for putting up this factual uh, information, and yet this law pretty much only applies to me. It does a lot of this this information, in terms of ages, that yeah. can be found on Google. It can be found on Wikipedia. Yeah. You're not sanctioning these other companies. You're only sanctioning IMDb. these. Um, what, the what do they call it? A, a commercial online entertainment employment services company. That's who it applies to. It doesn't yeah. apply to these other uh, platforms where you can get the same information. So to impose liability in one uh, instance and not the other, I think I think IMDb actually has a fair argument and, uh, in that respect. And where
1: they do keep. Their, the age and that kind of information. It's not really a commercial. It, it's it's, it's the, the free service. It's a free service. But yeah.
0: the free service is kind of a marketing step to the paid service. It's a funnel. You could,
1: you could view it that way, but I, I, I personally don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So,
0: but, so I wanted to get to this part. The judge said... Quote, to be sure, the government has identified a compelling goal, which is preventing age discrimination in Hollywood, but the government has not shown how AB 1687 is necessary to advance that goal. He says, in fact, it's not clear how preventing one mere website from publishing age information could meaningfully combat discrimination at all. And even if restricting publication on this one website could confer some marginal anti-discrimination benefit, there are likely more direct, more effective, and less speech-restrictive ways of achieving the same end. Exactly. Which is basically what you've been saying for months now. Okay, (laughs) I hear that. And... The, the 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 word that he used in here that was struck me a little like, mm, I don't think that's the standard, or maybe it is, is showing that it's actually necessary. Necessary is not... Is that the standard for any kind? What? Like, you have to show something is... Abs-
1: yeah, it's, ne- it's got to be necessary.
0: Well, I, the only... It takes me back to law school, yeah. remember, in constitutional law, yeah. when there's any kind of discrimination, the very first step is to figure out which... Class that um, that kind of discrimination, or what kind of protection it gets. Yeah. So racial discrimination gets the highest protection, strict scrutiny. Protection, yeah. strict scrutiny. Uh, stuff like gender discrimination that intermediate, gets intermediate, yeah. yeah, and discrimination based on um, you know, something you know not truly meaningful, Some
1: compelling interest. Yeah, um,
0: I, I don't know something that's like not immutable, something that you can. I, yeah. I can't think of one right now, but. I don't know. Maybe a certain zip code. Yeah. If you live in a certain, you know, that would get um, the lowest level of scrutiny. And based on the level of scrutiny, it, the the standard by which the discrimination must be um, so moving believe, yeah. that the compelling state
1: interest so forward. I, so I believe it, age discrimination falls in intermediate, and it's it's got to be necessary.
0: Well, I would the, the like necessary language yeah. is for like racial discrimination, the highest form of it the first level is like there's a compelling state interest yeah. and the the law
1: rationally related yeah
0: rationally related man you're so good know, you right? remember yeah. that it's like you're in law school just last year <laughs> <laughs> okay so rationally related is the lowest yeah. l- lowest level and then the the intermediate the intermediate is not necessary i,
1: I thought it got a necessary i thought it i thought necessary. that
0: the like the strictest level of scrutiny was like Absolutely narrowly, narrowly
1: tailored for for compelling government state interest. But oh, I, I mean, we I,
2: need I think, a calm I think, off professor on I mean, here. I think you guys are both right. Yeah. But I think when we're talking about potentially limiting, I mean, free speech. I mean, that's at the cornerstone, at the bedrock of, of you know the founding, founding principles of this country. So in terms of li- making that type of limit limitation, they are going yeah. to be looking at something that's. least restrictive. So
0: you don't think that this is being heard as a discrimination issue it's being heard as a First Amendment issue.
2: I think think so. I think that's IMDB's argument is certainly that it's a free speech issue because 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 it's the state of California imposing liability on them for publishing you know certain Information and restricting their ability to do so. I don't know.
0: I think this actually necessary language is where this um, decision has some um, room for error because to say that oh, the no. law has to be actually necessary I, I is think a that's, little too, aren't too aren't high. They, I aren't what they what saying
2: I, that I, it, yeah. it, it, it... Aren't Not even saying that it... it it has to be necessary, but yeah. they're saying it's, it's not even... And I think it's precedent, it's not even. Actually.
1: I think it's precedent. It
0: says that puts the burden on the government. This is what the judge said. That yeah. puts the burden on the government to show the restriction is actually
1: necessary. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a precedent. I'm fairly sure that's one
0: of huh. the problems here. we got, we got pretty strict standards here in well, California. For, yeah,
1: free speech, absolutely.
0: Okay, fine. So this <laughs> this was not really Your age a great is going day. Up on
1: IMDb, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Chelsea Galicia, IMDb, the age of what we whatever. There. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just
0: I'm I'm just going to come out and say it, but I'm also not an actor where, you know, well, you're a in lot the of them in industry. Yeah, but I'm I'm on here as as me. And and so I I don't care, everybody knows that I'm 33. Um <laughs> But for for actors actresses, when there are so many roles for young young women, yeah, then as you get older, you're mm-hmm. looked over. But if they just maybe, I, I mean, maybe you, you don't look, look your that age. I think, think if age. you still
1: look young. You probably are going to be in the running for that part. But. It, At least that's my sense. Maybe
2: (laughs) maybe that's your man privilege speaking. (laughs) I mean, one of the other arguments that IMDB was making was the fact that the the law is just too broad in and of itself, that it doesn't necessarily only apply to birth information about on screen talent, the individuals that you actually expect to be uh, victims of age discrimination, but that it applied to all entertainment. But I'm or hearing a or, or a, I'm yeah. hearing that even sound
1: guy, you know.
0: Even writers and stuff are having issues with age but discrimination. Does, does
1: the PA have an issue? Does the sound guy have an issue? You know, so it was very it was just very broad law.
0: I mean there is age discrimination in the other way. Um, people don't want to hire people or work maybe with people who are over the age of 50, 55, or something,
1: but again, and they're going to discriminate there, in the other way. But again, there has to be some nexus. Are, are these people checking IMDb and going, OK, and this is why discrimination is happening? Is it happening to It's so to a, hard
0: to be able to pin that down.
1: I think in some cases, it's very easy. In this case, it wasn't. So that's why the judge went this way.
0: Oh, man. OK, so the last week of February was did not contain much justice in my eyes. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I was very happy with the, this uh, particular decision. I, I, I think that I
2: think uh, yeah, I think the state needs to kind of reevaluate how it. Went. I think it's a, a a good goal to have in yeah, terms it's of a reducing ageism yeah. very in, in discrimination, difficult. Um, but I think they need to be a bit more. I hate to use the word narrowly tailored, but they need to be a bit more specific about how this th- is how, a really
0: hard that. kind of discrimination to combat. I,
1: I mean, I would love to see it quantified a little bit more. I'd love to see. Uh, are there
2: so ter- well, yeah. Well and di- directed towards the right uh entities, uh and make making sure that the uh you know stipulations in the law apply to the appropriate people yeah. who are actually being Im- impacted yeah. by and, and, age and how many complaints
1: are is, is um, sad getting or you know the, the union getting f- about age discrimination.
0: I would imagine that it would have to be a lot for are. them to take up this cause so strongly. I think they are
2: getting. I mean, I think they do get but a I, lot of I, I complaints, and they, and they actually have the information to show. I mean, they, they see every contract. Two percent
1: is it three percent? I, I want to know what number of members are making these complaints. That's that's well, what I can't
0: think. you find out?
1: Well, I would love for them to provide those numbers it's not, mm-hmm. po- sure it's not public information I don't know
0: <laughs> okay well here's to hoping that next week's got some better justice <laughs> right that's gonna have to do it for us thank you for joining me you can tweet me at Chelsea Galicia yummy at a yam yams on Twitter and Instagram
1: and you can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat
0: and don't forget to like, comment all of that sort of fun stuff and join us next week for another episode of Justice is Served bye everyone
1: bye guys